Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass. I'm your host, Sam, from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. And I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Yes, you are. Uh, each week we get together, we talk about cars, motorsport, F1... Car, what else? Cars? Cars? We cars, cars, cars. We? <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on youtube.com forward slash behind the glass. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. And Tony, if people want to support this podcast, what should they do? Watch it. No. <laughs> but also head to Patreon. You can support us on patreon.com forward slash behind the glass. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. A word of warning, everybody. Here we go. <laughs> I'm a little bit spaced out this morning. You're jet lagged, basically. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I am jet lagged. I okay. So yesterday, for some reason, I drove from Seville in Spain back here to London. I can tell you're tired because you're a tire, or you got dressed in the dark. I mean, <laughs> so hard. <laughs> Coming from you, you look like a schoolboy. No, well, no, I just got. I'm all matching in green. Are you in green? Are you in green? Got yeah. me Balenciagas on. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah. What's wrong with what I'm wearing? Well, I got you. I can tell you what's wrong with what I'm wearing. Yeah, so 2,000 kilometres. Well done. Unbelievable, Should actually. I say how long it took? Because then, Well, yes, I will. Who Come cares? on, just don't report me. Well, it doesn't matter. Because, well, it, well, it doesn't. Well, it took me door to door 21 hours. Brilliant, mate. I did Seville to Calais in 15 hours. So actually, my average speed... I worked out, I think it was 134 kilometres an hour. So that's fairly legal, I 80? Yeah, about, about 80. I mean, I stopped for lunch, purposely stopped for lunch for an hour. And uh, a few fuel stops where I stretched my legs. I mean, long story short, uh, it was a long day. <laughs> well, you can't get nicked in that car. Because if, you, if someone comes to you and says to you, your speed in your average speed, you can show them the car and say, do you really think I can do 50? I can do 15 hours in this car at 120 <laughs> mile an hour. Honestly. I mean, how <laughs> how you sat there in that car? I mean, fair play to the car, first of all. Thank I, you. I've got, I've got, uh, I have got, I'm going to talk a bit more today as well because he's tired, by the way. Thank you. Um, I have got a little gripe because you tried to go in on me on Instagram yesterday and I didn't respond. I liked your picture because it's a lovely picture, but I thought I'm going to go in on it. I'm going to go back in on him, but I thought, no, 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 I'm not going to. I'm going to get him today. So there you go. <laughs> Great. So, um, explain the post just for anyone who didn't see the, it. The post was um, you gloating about your um, trip and you'd done two thousand mile, two thousand kilometres in twenty one hours. Well done. I mean, that is a stint, by the way, for anyone, no matter what speed you're going. 
to drive for 21 hours, to be awake for 21 hours, let alone drive. So, well done, mate. That is not easy. And can I just say, I don't recommend it. No. I, I think I'll just quickly put out there, because I saw a few people saying, like, how, how safe is this? I don't think it's particularly safe for the average person. And that's not to make me sound like some superhuman, but all I would say is that I have uniquely trained myself to be able to accomplish these super long-distance drives. Now, this was the most extreme. I think prior to this, the longest stint I think I've done is probably 16 and a half or 17 hours. But during Drive the World specifically, we did a number of 12 to 14 hour days back to back for three or four days. Yeah. And since then, I've I've done them fairly regularly. And I've done some pieces on the main channel about how to cope with long distance drives. I, I conditioned myself for this journey. So prior to the drive from Seville back to the UK, um, I had two days on that dreaded ferry. We're going to go into all of this uh, <laughs> shortly. Um, and I literally slept the, the entire time because I knew that I was going to attempt this long drive. So starting at 4am or 5am local time in Spain, I was incredibly well rested by that point. And the shocking bit of information for anyone who knows me or listens to this podcast podcast regularly or watches the main channel regularly is I had one cup of coffee yesterday. Unbelievable. One cup of coffee. And I got to the Eurotunnel buzzing with adrenaline. So I don't recommend if you're not used to doing big drives and even if you are, it's probably not a very advisable thing to do. We'll get into the reasons as to why I did it, et cetera, et cetera, later. But yeah. just wanted to clarify that. But anyway, so Tony, yes, I, I do this post. I'm at the Eurotunnel. I've done 2,000 kilometers a day. My car's been fantastic. And then you go in on me. <laughs> you, 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 and it's not just going, you didn't just put Tony, you tag me. So I, you make sure that I see the post. It's like, yes, I've done 2,000 kilometres in my car. If I'd done 2,000 kilometres in a modern car, I wouldn't even bother telling you, first of all. Secondly, you contradict yourself slightly because before you've gone in on me, you, you, you praise the people that have maintained your car av engineering rigorously rain maintained your car now my point to you is is that as a full overhaul basically before it goes anywhere it's going to have one in a minute when it bef- now because you're going to double check when you go in a modern car you just turn the thing on I'd have done that trip four hours quicker than you because my average speed would have been quicker because I'd have been in a modern car and I wouldn't be scared about looking at oil temperature and water temperature and because you definitely would have been doing that. You'd have been flapping because you just do in an old car. I'd have been loads more relaxed. I'd have been in a more comfortable place. I'd have had a lovely stereo. I'd have had my air conditioning just so. Would you I'll, have used cruise control? No, no, On no. On a 21-hour day? No, no, Because no, no, I know no. you're anti-cruise control. You wouldn't? Don't lose it. No, no, no. I'm okay. not interested. Um, I would have occupied myself through the ambience of the vehicle, <laughs> as in the nice screens and the nice comfortable Should leather. Pay attention to the road. I'd be paying complete attention to the road. Um, I've got nice leather, by the way. It's Connolly leather. Because <laughs> only because you've had it all again. You've had it all done. Spent no, no, that's the, the original Connolly leather from the factory. But you've had it done. It I looks lovely. I haven't touched the, the, really? the leather. The interior's not been touched. It's completely original. But a new interior. steering wheel then. Oh, yes, okay. There you go. Think and you're the door card's done? Nope. Really? Nope. So what did you have? Someone done something to that car inside? No, uh, no, no. Oh, before the trip, the carpet, the, the floor mat, had the pin for the floor mat had come loose. So I got it re-screwed in. Anyway, what I'm saying to you is, well done. 
I'm not going to give the car any credit because I would expect a car to do that, it, essentially. I also expect your car to do it as well because, as we've said before, and I've driven your car and it's still very tight. It's done 46-odd thousand miles now. It's still very tight, but I go back to it. Your car is an exception to the rule because of the way that you look after it. That's what I'm saying. If you just got in, in any old pile of poo 360, that's not that's not doing that trip, mate. That is definitely going to break. So, but if you're in a modern car, you wouldn't even have to check it. And, and, I, and here's another thing for you as well. If it breaks down, which is unlikely, but if it does, you ring the assist people, they come and get the car, they give you another car, you still go home. You're still at the side of the road in your car. No, I'm not, because I have Ferrari cover, European cover. Oh, you have Ferrari European... But did I give you another car? Um, I don't no. know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on a modern car, it depends on your breakdown coverage. You not want... if it's got manufacturer's warranty. Okay, f- okay, fine. But, well, but that's I mean, a modern car. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, mate. No. Uh, the main thing is... Thank you. Well done. Thank you. For you. Yes. I'm not praising the car. Okay. The car looks like it's had a crash anyway. <laughs> it I does mean, look <laughs> atrocious this morning. <laughs> I have never seen my car look worse. I actually... I struggle to look at my car. Not only is it spattered in, in, in bugs and flies, God knows what, there's brake dust all over the wheels. There's dirty watermarks from the... From, you know, when you do the windscreen wash at fuel stop. I mean, yeah, that yeah. thing is just hideous yeah. so it's going straight to the detailers after this because i i really just hate ppf yeah i i, I did ppf my car and actually you know what i, I say i hate ppf it, it has ended up saving me on a couple of occasions including the ferry which as i say we're going to come back to in a second bear with me but the thing i hate about ppf is if you do what i just did do a long drive and you get covered in bugs splatter which happens if you drive through europe you have to wash the car as quickly as possible, otherwise it stains the material. Mm. And then you end up with this kind of odd-looking stains. on, And that's what's going to happen with my car, because I was a long day, it was super hot, so it'll be baked in, and even now I'm going straight to the details, he'll do a great job, but they won't be able to rescue that. No. So now I'm going to have a stained PPF, which is going to be a disaster. It. Well, it's going to come off. Yeah. I think after our next adventure, or at least at the end of the year, it's, it's going to come off, because... Yep. Does um, your nothing. The reason I tagged you in that post is because I knew if I didn't tag you, if I'd just done a celebratory post... I was going in on you. Yes. I was doing an M&M and getting ahead of the abuse. I, 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 I just, I, as I was drafting this post, like buzzing with adrenaline, going, oh my God, I can't believe I've achieved this trip. It was a three and a half thousand mile round trip. Unbelievable, mate. Ferries, incredible roads, long drives, uh, baking heat. I drove through a heat wave in Spain. Yeah. And as I was typing, I thought, oh, Tony's going to ruin my day. He's going to come in the comment section. He's going to say something. So I thought, you know, I'm going to attack it front on. I'm going to get him. And I'm going to tag you and be like, don't listen to the naysayers like Tony. Get out in your old classics. You know, I had to Google naysayers. I didn't know what it meant. Learn something new every day, mate. Um, But yes, look, you are completely right. I have to endlessly thank AV Engineering. Yeah. The genius that is Aldous and Ed who maintain my car in a way that I don't think many 
mechanics, garages, independent no. service centers. Even Ferrari, any, that's what I mean. Like yeah, yeah. the level of attention and detail that they, well, they do to all the cars that come into their shop, but especially mine yeah. is to another level. And, and I, to be fair, I do see them doing it on all their customers' cars, but it means that I have this complete reassurance. Confidence. Confidence in the yeah. car that, it is rock solid. And if anything ever goes wrong, you're right. It goes straight off to them mm. and they sort it out. And that's exactly what's going to happen tomorrow. It's going back down there for a complete sort of overview rehaul to check everything and prepare it for its next ventures. I have the luxury that I've got them to rely on. Yeah. And without them, would I have the same confidence? Would I have the same experience? Maybe not. Yeah. There are other incredible independent Ferrari service or specialists out there. But I do think in my situation, you know, that they allow me to do these big adventures and trips. So you're, you're right in that sense. But also, you and Paul like to give me in that car a little well, crap. I don't, know, I don't know how Paul should give you crap. I mean, he's had worse stuff than you. <laughs> he is he joking? But you both do like to wind me up about that car. Yeah, yeah. And it is an achievement. For a 20-year-old Ferrari, three and a half thousand mile round trip, it is an achievement. It is an achievement, but it's a better achievement for you. Sure. No, that well, specifically yesterday, the 21-hour yeah. drive. Yeah. So, look, if you haven't been following me on Instagram, if you don't know what we're talking about, you don't know why I was driving from Spain back to the UK, I returned to Tenerife six years after I went there for the McLaren 570GT launch with Seb Delaney, Shmi 150, JWW. I always struggle to say James's channel. JWW. Well, just say James. James, fine, there you go. I guess everyone knows who I'm talking about. But um, yeah, so six years on from the epic Volcano Sunrise video. Hopefully you've all seen it. It was, um, well, what I think one of my favourite videos I've ever made, one of the best automotive experiences I've ever had. Essentially, whilst we were there, some, some of the McLaren engineers said, oh, you know, if you wake up really early, you can actually drive up to the top of this volcano on Tenerife and you can get above the clouds and it's an epic sunrise. And I was like, well, I'm going to do that. <laughs> so I woke up Seb and we went off in these two McLarens and we just witnessed this unbelievable sunrise and this amazing uh, dawn drive down this volcano. You didn't actually wake up Seb either, did you? He wouldn't have been asleep, mate. He'd have still been out for the night. <laughs> Surprisingly, <laughs> because we were there on a press trip, he, he was actually asleep. I did actually, yeah, amazing. Did. So how'd you wake him up then? Because he's oh, probably, yeah. Bashing the door. It's a, if you, I'll show you the video afterwards. It's hilarious when he opens the door. And I've always wanted to go back there. I've always wanted to recreate it. But because of how tricky it is to get there, how long it takes to get there, I've never really been able to find the time or justify going there. Because it is, it's a, it's a four, it's an eight day round trip. It's four days to get there and four days to get back. Um, but this year, now that, well, COVID's not behind us, but now the world's opening up once again. And with my sort of aim to celebrate the 360's 20th birthday, I was like, this is the time. This is the time to go. So I set off uh, end of last week, two days to get down to the south of Spain because that's where the ferry leaves from. You actually have two options. You can go from Cadiz or Huelva. I'm, anyway, my Spanish. Is that Spain? My, my Spanish is awful. Right. Yeah, basically near Seville. Both right. of them are kind of near Seville or, or Malaga kind of area. So yeah, I drove uh, London to Bilbao, super boring drive, and then Bilbao down to the south of Spain through a heat wave. It was like 42 degrees. Yeah, hot, yeah. Oh my God. And maybe this has been being a bit naive and sometimes my, my mechanical knowledge of cars is not great. I freely admit that all the time, but I was assuming driving a car in those temperatures has its inherent risks, right? Okay. Maybe not a modern car. No, but it, 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 I mean, tires, the car will be hotter. tires, yeah, yeah. Brakes. engine temps, brakes, yeah, everything. Yeah. Okay, good. Cause I decided against doing some, some spirited driving at one stage because everything was so hot and 
a few of the drivers in that part of Spain are a little bit crazy. <laughs> and I just thought, I've got a long journey ahead of me. I don't want to put additional stress onto the cars. Mm. So I basically had two boring days driving down to the south of Spain. Oh, yeah. And, and your car 20 years ago would have been tested for all that, mate. It would I'm have been sure. tested for really hot weather and really cold weather. It's just that probably not as rigorous as what they do now. Yeah, especially by the Italians. Especially, yeah. It's the hot today. Yeah, so it's one o'clock. Let's go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so I was supposed to be getting the ferry at one o'clock in the morning from the mm. south of Spain. Mm. And I get a text or an email from the company saying, oh, no. oh we've delayed your ferry until 8.30 the next oh, morning. Oh, no, no. So I'm like, oh, that's a ball ache. So I had to book another hotel, extra hotel room, because I wasn't just going to sleep in the car for seven hours. Um, so I booked an extra hotel room. <sighs> And anyway, I, I off to the ferry port I go, and they tell me in the email, you've got to get there at like 5, 6 a.m. to board. So I get there at six o'clock. We ended up sitting in the ferry port for, mate, like four hours. Oh, no. Waiting, waiting, waiting. I'm, at this point, I'm getting so tired. I'm getting so fed up. Finally get onto the ferry. I'll get asked to board the ferry at about 9 a.m., 9.30, something like that. And I knew that getting on and off the ferry would be interesting-ish because of the ramps, but I handled the first couple super easily. Really good. Bit of an angle, totally fine. Well done, mate. Then when I'm on the ferry, I'm climbing up inside and I suddenly see that they're sending me up to the top. And mate, the ramp to the top is like 45 degrees. But why did you say, you should just say I'm not going up there? So I agree, agree, but I'm an idiot (laughs) and I aim to please. (laughs) So it's, you know, this time I'm tired, I'm fed up. There's no one around, there's all these cones. And it's the one thing is go up to the top. So I'm like, oh, right, here we go. And this point I just want to get on the ferry. So I try and angle it, I hear the bottom scrape. Oh no. I'm like, It's a car, it like whatever, like crashed again. <laughs> up the top I get. And I'm like, oh, it's it's open up here. <laughs> and I'm thinking, that can't be great. But I'm so fed up and tired, I just park the car and I go and find my room. And I have a nap. Because I'm like, you know. Oh, you been... had a bed on the you had a bed on the ferry. Oh, I'd booked a cabin. Perfect. Because I was like two days on the ferry. It's a 39 hour ferry. I'm booking a cabin. Otherwise you have to sit in a chair for 39 hours. So um Oh my God. So I have this nap and I think, oh, when I wake up, we'll be underway. I'll get lots of nice scenes of the sea and stuff like that. And I wake up and off I go. go, And the the boat's kind of rocking. I'm like, go upstairs. We haven't left. (laughs) It is now midday. So four hours after we were supposed to depart and 12 hours after we were originally supposed to depart and we're still at the port. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you've basically lost a day. Yeah, mate. At this point I'm fuming because I was only going to be in Tenerife for two and a half days anyway. So I'm like, this is disaster. So we ended up leaving 13 hours after we were supposed to. The car, I, all I'm thinking of for the next two days on this awful ferry is how am I going to get my car down? Because if it's scraped going up, I mean, I'm just going to go like just nosedive into the concrete oh on the way out. God. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I've seen the waves splash over my car, cover it in sea salt and things like that. The swaves? The swaves, the waves. So <laughs> splash over my car. <laughs> so anyway, this ferry journey basically never ends. We stop at Grand Canary before we get to Tenerife. It takes them 15 hours to unload everything. Long story short, 3.30 in the morning, we arrive at Tenerife. We were supposed to be there at 2 p.m. In the afternoon, we arrive at 3.30 the next so, morning. So 13 hours later. Yeah. Right. Disaster. Disaster. So I just get in the car and I'm like, right, let's just get let's just get off this ferry. I'm going down this ramp. 
And as I get to the bottom, I'm like, I've got to, I've got to try and give this some kind of angle. Otherwise I'm literally ripping off my front bumper. So I'm angling, angling it. And I hear the front scraping. And then suddenly the whole car just hops and skips. What I hadn't noticed, there was like a little curb on the left-hand side. Flipping hell. Rips all the PP off on the, my, off my side skirt. Front end. And I'm just like, at this point, excuse my French, fuck this trip. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, I'm like, this was, an, this was a disaster. Why am I here? What a mistake. Like, yeah. I'm just miserable. Yeah. And for all of you who commented being like, a car's got PPF. Like, why'd you care about salt? Oh my God. Firstly, you underestimate. My car looked like one of those fish that comes out salt baked at a restaurant and they tap it with some knives to like get rid of the salt crust. It was like, it was, and that affects PPF. Like this is aggressive salt that firstly can shrink and corrode PPF, but also it's a Ferrari. It's not completely sealed. It's got open holes. Like the engine cover has huge holes where yeah. the exhaust, like the, the brake components, the suspension, everything yeah. was just caked in salt. Yeah. So it's an old Ferrari. It's an old Ferrari. Yeah. Just being like, oh, it's got PPF. PPF does not solve the world's issues, people. No, like, it doesn't, no. It, it is purely there to, well, as we saw, save yourself when you make stupid idiotic mistakes and go to the top deck of a ferry from scratching the paint on the sort of side of a curb mm. or, you know, or stone chips or whatever. But that's yeah. it. It doesn't do anything else. Well, I've had PPF on cars before and got stone chips. It's gone through the PPF and I've still had to paint the car. Yeah. So I, you take the P- So it does protect it, but it's not bomb-proof. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's the perfect, it's not bomb-proof. It's perfect for what I'm doing this year and it has saved me, you know, so it, it 100% has saved me. So big shout out to MVN and how they applied that PPF because it would have scratched the paint otherwise coming off that ferry, but it's not bomb-proof. So yeah, yeah I wake up on the Monday morning and I'm just like, this is a disaster. Head out, find a local detailer, amazing G-Technic accredited detailer. They are fantastic. The guy spends about 10 minutes chatting with his team, working out how to attack the salt or what to do. Make the car look perfect again. I text AV Engineering. I'm like, this is what's happened. They're like, do not stress. You're fine. Bring the car to us afterwards. It, no, you, you got no problems. I then have two and a half incredible days on Tenerife. Time of my life. Mate, that place. Firstly... I do still say, I think it's the greatest driving road in the world. I really? genuinely believe it's the greatest driving road in the world. I'll send you the video after this because it goes live later today. You haven't seen it. I've included a lot of raw driving footage. So I've tried to change my editing style slightly and just because the road deserved it. So yeah, I've included, a, it genuinely is, I think the best driving road in the world. And but, the, but if, can we go then? And, but, but, but I'm, I'm going to fly over there. Yes. Okay. So, and send the car. I discovered there's a huge car community there, dude. Someone's got an F50 there. Have they? There's an SVJ, there's 720S. Like, there's a huge car community there. How long does it there. take you to drive around there? Can you spend, is it two or three well, days? Well, I was chatting. So I, I met some local guys, some very nice local guys, and we were chatting, and they said, actually, there are a lot more roads than you realise. I was basically doing the same road every day for, for the filming, so behind the scenes of the YouTube video, uh, it should all look like one day. I spent two and a half days filming. That particular road went up multiple times. Basically spent, yeah, the full two days filming it. Um, apparently there's lots of other roads that you can do. So I think you could spend, I think you could spend a week there and do two or three days full driving and, you know, yeah. and have a good time. Yeah. Um, but you've got to do it all in the morning. Okay. That's the key is to do it all in the morning. But it gets busy. It gets busy right. with tourist traffic. Right. So what they all said is, yeah, you, there's companies that will bring the cars across and you fly in and then spend two days driving. Yeah, yeah. That's the only way to do it, mate. And that's what we should do. Um, but yeah, absolutely amazing. And then long story short, after those couple of days, I had to return. 
Uh, and it was such a short trip because tomorrow I'm off to Canada. I know. It's a mental time of year. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mental time of year. So that that's why I was rushing back. I had to be here today to do this podcast. Yeah. Uh, I got some other, committed. Very committed. It's Sunday morning, by the way. Sunday morning. I've got some work to do. There's a Grand Prix. Like lots of things had to happen today before I then fly to Canada tomorrow, including getting the car down to AV Engineering, etc. So basically on the return journey, I was supposed to get in. Oh, this is so boring. I was supposed to get in on the Friday afternoon. That would give me a day and a half to drive back. They delayed the ferry again. Oh, no. <laughs> so I got into Spain at midnight or 1am on Friday night. That's why I had to do the full drive on Saturday because I had to be back today. That's the long story short. Oh, right. Oh, right. So I wasn't they- supposed to. It was supposed to be a day and a half. I was supposed to, it's still a long drive, but I was supposed to arrive at Friday early afternoon get cracking, make my way to the north of Spain and then do- and a, stay somewhere. Stay somewhere in Bilbao or something like that and then do the main drive on Saturday. But when they delayed the ferry, I was like, I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to do the one day drive. So that that's why I ended up doing this insane journey. And I said, I don't really recommend it. And it was a bit ridiculous, but I, I needed to do it ahead of this trip. Yeah. So yeah, amazing trip, amazing adventure. Hopefully you've now seen that main channel video, the two- two videos uh, of that journey. Please go and check them out if you didn't. Um, as I mentioned, the 360 is now off to AV Engineering for a checkup ahead of its next adventure, which I guess we've got some news about. Uh, <laughs> now, I did speak about this earlier in the year. The next adventure is the Mila Melia, the Ferrari tribute. I mean, if you don't know about Mila Melia, who are you? Why are you listening to this podcast? Who are you? <laughs> One of the most <laughs> iconic and, and uh, heralded road rallies ever to take place Um, and Ferrari it's actually not the Ferrari factory that organised this but they rubber stamp it Um, there's a Ferrari tribute event which basically follows the exact same course and anyway I'm doing it in the 360 it's all confirmed and I've got a co-driver it's It's Tony (laughs) (laughs) this could be I'm coming this could be the single (laughs) biggest mistake I have ever ever made i mean but we gotta go slowly and we okay so firstly <laughs> let's just say we have no idea what we're doing i did it three or four years ago as a support car so i didn't do any of the competition stuff no i have no idea what's actually involved in my mind i'm like oh cool like we're just gonna drive around italy it's dude it's so complicated <laughs> you do not realize each day you're going to get a, a book a yeah. long book like this big can you read it no you're going to read it oh. you're, my, you're my co-driver <laughs> oh, no. and it has like like mile by mile like turn left here turn right there and then we get to the, we have to do these stages right they're like average speed stages and minimum speed and mi- maximum velocity stages. i don't know any of it you'll be fine mate no. Will we? Yes, we will. Are we going to be competitive? We better be. Do you want? Like, do you want us to well, do I well? Win. Oh, do you, mate? Are you joking? I was just going to have a laugh. No, 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 no. Oh well, then we need to read up and figure out how. No, no, we're not. We're not going there just to be a number. We're go, we're going in. Oh really? I think so, mate. I mean, okay. What is wrong with you? Well, mate, I guess I, I genuinely, I don't think you understand. Well, I don't need to understand. No, I you am do. Not no, into you, no, 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 nothing. No, no, no without. Li- competing to win no no but you literally do need to understand because you are my co-driver you're going to be doing the timing yeah you're going to be doing the directions you're going to have to tell me when to hit certain points and markets i can tell you yeah i mean i'm not stupid no no but but you don't know the I can't rules read. and nor do i and we, like we don't turn up at the stage and they say okay welcome this one you've got to do this 
Like, we're supposed to know before we get there. Really? Yes! So, any of you out there, and I know there are a few of you who have done Mila Milia before, ideally the Ferrari tribute, can you please send an email and explain to us what happens? Because <laughs> genuinely... We'll figure it out, mate. We'll, we will, and that'll we'll be part of the fun. Within and an I think- hour, I'll, we'll, 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 we'll figure it out, mate. Don't worry. I'm like a machine. Okay. Don't you worry about me. What I us. love, or what I'm nervous about, is the fact that <laughs> it's you and me in my 360. <laughs> it's going to break, isn't it? For three and a half days. We got to sleep, though. We do sleep, yeah. yeah. So it's intense. We have a half day on the Wednesday. It's like 2 p.m. till 9 p.m. On the Thursday, it's... 5 a.m. till 7 p.m. Friday, it's 5 p.m. till 5 a.m. till 7 p.m. 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. Yeah, yeah, long days. 14, 15 hour days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're big, big days, but all through Italy. And I mean, yeah, hopefully it won't break. That's why it's going down to Avery Engineering. They're going to do a full job on it, service it, get it. Please make sure it's all right. Yeah. (laughs) Orders, please. Please orders. Um, Got some amazing support, some incredible sponsors. You'll find out more about that. Uh, in the weeks ahead. Uh, got an amazing crew coming to help us film and document it. I want to make sort of basically mini movies about it because it's just going to be one of those experiences. But You're not filming it? Of course we're filming it, but right. mate, it's impossible to film alone. So I've got an additional crew coming to help to basically get ahead on the road to uh, capture us moving because, I, <laughs> again, I think you underestimate how intense this is going to be, mate. Like, well, I'm just going to sit in the passenger seat and read, mate. Yeah, but also you are going to have to drive at certain times. Yeah, just I know, FYI, but... You are going to have to drive. But... I mean, if I'm driving, we are winning. And you are also going to have to film. No I'm gonna, problem. I'm going to put cameras in your hands at times. It's no problem. I mean, but, I'm not a junior. But I can't obviously get out and do all my picturesque B-roll bits, you know, like, you know... <laughs> Which is what he does Martin all the time. Scorsese, and that's yeah? exactly how he moves. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> Left hand, right hand. Hey, hey. <laughs> like he's so, dancing on the Commodores. Yeah. <laughs> So the, yeah, we've got a camera crew coming. The legends at Deal and Drive Luxembourg are sorting us out with a camera car, which is fantastic. So anyway, it's going to be one heck of an adventure. Of course, do not worry. We will be doing a post Mila Mila podcast special. Are we? Yeah, of course. Talking about our experience. Because not only will we have a load of stories, I'm sure. I will have loads. We'll fall out by day two. <laughs> no, we'd be all right, mate. But there'll be tons to see. There's going to be lots of different cars. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be fine, boy. Don't, don't worry. And we're going to win. Okay. I mean, if we come... How many cars? Like 200. Yeah, if we come like 190th, I will be fuming. <laughs> I want to be top okay. 10. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm up for trying. Yes. But I really don't know what's involved. But don't worry about what's involved because okay. it's not about No, it is. <laughs> it's not about the fastest car, is it? It's no, about no. Right. It's precision. So we can win. We we're in we, with, we totally can. We're in with a shout. We need to understand how. <laughs> Should like, we take my car? No. <laughs> you <we> could could. <laughs> it would qualify. <laughs> winky winky. <laughs> Anyway, look, that brings you up to speed with everything going on. Uh, oh, at least in my life. Um, it's been a mad week. There's some insane weeks ahead. I say off to Canada tomorrow for, for some adventures there, which will be a lot of fun. And then, yes, it will be Mila Mila. Um, before we move on to some big car news, what's been going on with you, mate? Any any goss? Well, not a lot. I mean, I've been quite busy, mate, to be honest. The, Congrats. The, the, the market's picked up last uh, couple of months. Prices are still like fairly stable they have come off a bit but they're fairly stable um 
I met a really nice guy the other day, listened to the podcast, and um, purchased my little one, two, four spider on the oh. back of us. Oh, look at that. On the back of like us two saying so what a good what, little car it was. What an awesome little car. Yeah. What a perfect purchase. So he called up and said, well, actually, I'm that. going to take your advice. And uh, I'd like to buy that car. Oh, I think you'll be so happy. Look at the weather today. He'll be out living his best life. He'll be out in that car, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and they are they are a great little car. And you know what else really annoys me as well is when people compare them to an MX-5. Well, because it's the same car. Yeah, but it does annoy me because if you drove them back to back, it's not the same at all. So, Supra versus Z4? Supra's got a bit more character, mate. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Is that not the same with 124 versus MX-5? Yeah, probably. Because that's all it is. Yeah. Driving dynamics. Yeah. If you drove them back to back, yeah. apart from the exhaust. Tell you another good one. Uh, RSQ8 and Urus. Yes. Urus is like... I would say in a different league. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. But, but it, you know, like the, if you're comparing a similar car... Sure. The characteristics and the, and the, the way that it drives compared to an RSQ8 and an Urus is like next level. Next so, level. Yeah. Um... Yeah, those those one two fours are nice, the, the, and you've come today in an M4 cab. M4 cab, which is really really good. I, I like the new M3, M4. Um, uh, contrary to what people say online about how good the steering is and the brakes, it you know I've heard some people say, "Oh, it's as good as a Porsche." It's not. It's just not. I mean, it is very good, and it's all the car you could ever want. But when you really start showing it some corners and stuff, you can tell it's a big, heavy... It is a sports car, but it's not like Porsche or Ferrari level. When some people have really talked that car up, and it is really, really very good and really good to drive them. Mine's the X-Drive car as well, because it's a convertible, so it's an X-Drive car. But you really do, like, you really can... It's heavy, mate. Uh, You really can... Some people might not be able to tell, but I can tell. You can tell. It's I a can car. tell, mate. When you and for anyone that's never really driven a a, a a supercar or a GT Porsche, 
but they've got an M4 or they've got a C63 and they think, oh, it's not that much difference. It, let me tell you, it is. It, depending on your driving capabilities, the levels between the two cars, they are literally night and day. It's night and day. And mainly in the corners or you think just throughout? Um, the, the, the sharpness, the brakes, the corners, the weight. It all like, and it depends how you drive, and and depends on what you do in a car and your capabilities as a person, because some people drive supercars where they only drive them fast in a straight line, and they break like three hours before they should, <laughs> and sure. they, you know they just turn around, and that's fine, no problem, and then you get in a an M car and you do the same thing you feel oh it's not that much difference but if you drove them both flat out as far, then that's when you really tell the difference and and there is a for me there's a huge difference yeah that that's for me it always shows up in, in corners like yeah. in a Bentley Continental one of my favourite Grand Tourers yeah. favourite cars in general but if I'm ever on a twisty road I'm suddenly like oh because the car just is inherently heavy and mm. no matter how good the brakes are, especially even on that GT speed variant, you know, biggest brakes in the world, I think. Yeah. It's still trying to stop a house. Yeah. Um, Compare and, that to a Roma. Exactly. And a Roma feels loads more agile. It's like a ballerina compared Correct. to a sumo wrestler. Yeah. So there's only so much you can do to hide weight or to co- compensate for weight. And that's where, yeah, anything that's slightly more dialed in feels inherently more exciting, more pointy, more on its tippy toes. Um, but you're right, in a straight line, there are plenty of cars that can give you bigger acceleration, better acceleration, more punchy, more powerful or similar, uh, but for a lower price. But when you start getting into the twisties, um, yeah, that that's when you're going to be able to... The, that that M car is all the car you could ever want, mate. It is literally all the car you, for, for, for 90% of people. It's all the car you could ever want. It does literally everything you, you want it to do. In all scenarios, it's really very good. Like most modern cars now, we speak about most modern cars. And and actually, compared to the normal Coupe M4 and the, and the M3, when you throw the roof back, there, you've got a bit more noise. And there is a bit more theatre and there's a little bit more about it. Um... And, you know, it just feel, it doesn't feel that special. There's still a bit of a dull, blunt instrument, but miles better than some other cars that are really blunt, you know? Are you happy that they've brought back the soft top rather than the hard top? <sighs> I mean, the hard top, <laughs> then it would have been three and a half tons, wouldn't it? Yeah, and I think that's why they put <laughs> yeah. it as a, because it is heavy, especially with the X drive. I mean, I think it's nearly two ton that car. I mean, it is really heavy. Um, the the road noise is really very good. Even if you know the roof up, um, there's some buffeting inside when you got the roof down, obviously. But yeah, it's really civilized. In auto, I don't like the gearbox. Oh really? No, what, it's thinking too much, is it? Yeah, or, yeah. it's eight speed, mate, and it goes up and down the gears. Yeah, so if you if you like if you like half put the Foot, foot on the throttle it just kicks down two oh, years really? I don't I don't like so then I have to drive it in manual you know so um, but I don't really like driving it in manual like I, it's I'll, not sporty enough for you because correct when you're in the GT4 you said I only drive it in manual yeah 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 so so yeah I drive the the BMW mostly auto. in auto yeah mm. because it's not like you're right it's not dialed enough well uh, the 
potential solution is, of course, new CSL just got unveiled, didn't mm, it? M4 it did, yeah. CSL. Yeah. Now, I don't know too much about this because it all happened kind of when I was on the road. So I, I pulled up the uh, the link here. It's a Carlisle article. That's a great segue, by the way. We didn't even know he was going to do that. I did. Oh, this, <laughs> you didn't know I was coming in that car today? That's why huh? I've got the article. No, I didn't know you were coming in that car. <laughs> that's what I mean. But it was on my list of things to discuss. Because oh. I say, it sort of all got unveiled when I was already on the road. Um, so... Um, got a more powerful version of the three litre engine yeah which is a great engine that car uprated exhaust lower stiffer suspension 100 kilos lighter still that's heavy. still heavy but that's the big thing i mean that's yeah. the big help sporty interior upgrades rear drive Pro- rear drive only. Must, must be yeah priced from no no please not 100 grand guess the price from from starting price no options <sighs> okay so let me let me 91. How much is a standard car? Mm, I think like 80 something. I might be 80. Please. <laughs> 125,900. No, no, no. No, no. 125. The only thing I'll say is there's probably not a huge amount of options you can put on that car. I would imagine they probably come, because they normally do come fairly well specced. Sure. However... However, I don't care. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care that that car is a hundred kilos lighter. It's still going to be mad heavy. Just buy a Porsche, mate. I mean, just go and buy a nine eleven. Only a thousand will be made. Yeah, ten of those coming to the UK. Well, we know what happened with them DTMs. We know how I well mean, that went. Well, this I think is a little bit more. I mean, it's got carbon bucket seats. It's, I think, 40 horsepower more, they're saying. The DTM and the GTS was similar, mate. It was, like, really leery. Yeah, the D- but, but there was too many variants, right? If they do... Because wasn't the DTM just basically a paint job? The GTS was what got you the performance upgrades, and then the DTM was just a paint job? Pretty, way, pretty much, yeah. Something, something like that. One, one way or... Lamar, it was something to do with DTM. They yeah, were in DTM, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this... Hey, it's not the first time we've seen it from BMW or from any manufacturer... You will all know my big uh, bugbear about Jaguar and the Project 8. That car just been priced. But what about M5CS? Why M5CS? Yeah, you're right. I mean, it, you know, it's not the, it's, hey, it's not the first time I've done it. It's yeah. super low production numbers. This is the world we're in, but you struggle when M4 competition, UK price is, starts at 76 grand. Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, it's 50 grand more than the standard car. And I'll be honest, get a standard car, do a little bit of tweaking, you're going to be there or thereabouts. Or or just get a standard car and leave it because it's a great car anyway. This is an alternative. This is what Carlisle was saying to the GT3 and Alpha GTAM. No chance. I mean, Alpha GTAM, fine. No chance. GT3? No chance, mate. M4 CSL versus GT3. I mean, no way. We're biased, but sorry. No, sorry, no, BMW. No, like. no, 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 no. No chance at all. I'm not, I don't even need to drive it. It will not be like a GT3. And the thing is, no you know, way. people are going to go, well, no, but it's only a thousand. There's only 10 of them coming to the UK. It's going to go up in value. Yeah. I think Look this is the M4 DTM. Well, I mean, again, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I have to agree with you that there's a history of BMWs not going up in value. Yeah. Um, apart from what the E, what was the original GTS, the orange one? <sighs> yeah, thirty nine. The E ninety one. E no. E ninety two. The E ninety the V eight one. Yeah, yeah. E ninety two. Thank yeah. you. Um, uh, 
you know, apart from really that, someone's going to yell at me and tell me some other options or some other cards that have gone up. There's not a history of these cards doing particularly well uh, or there being a big market for them. Mm. It hasn't received a huge amount of praise since it's unveiling. I don't know. I think you've got to be a real BMW obsessive to be forking out that kind of mm. cash on this car. Yeah. And, and again, we are still in an odd market where, like we were speaking the other day, that Range Rovers are 40,000 quid over list, you know? So, you know, when that M4 DTM, the previous model, come out, they really wasn't list or over list for really very long at all. And there was minimal amount of them. And then they had a big poo. This car might be slightly different because of the market at the moment and people will just buy them and put them up at stupid money. But they will recalibrate themselves, mate. They will find their feet. And it's the same with that M5 CS. Someone rang me up the other day and wanted, as a used car, wanted 20 grand over list for one. And I and I, I, I said to him, like, are you okay? Like, but, but this is going to, there's going to be a hang on, isn't there, for a while now between where the market's actually at or where it's going and people that have either bought high or are clinging on to the fact that they yeah. might be able to sell their cars high. And, and that means that people are going to get kicked in the balls a yeah. few times and also it's going to sort of stagger the market slightly because yeah you know let's say there's this kind of thing oh yeah market's really hot right now oh, yeah stuff's trading insane yeah let's flip my car when actually reality is as, as you and i've spoken to very people alexander's prestige guys at baytree like lots of different people market is definitely softening slightly mm. you know that that intense demand isn't there but what you should do is you should not listen to us because we don't know what we're talking about I think you should go on Auto Trader, and and okay, you can no, come on. No. <laughs> I'm going to step in here. Tony got into another one of his famous social media arguments over the weekend, oh. where I do think, firstly, you get wound up easily, but you also like to wind up other people easily. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think someone had come in and basically was saying that they'd been keeping their eyes on Auto Trader and had yeah. seen a few different trends, and you felt like they were sort of teaching you to suck eggs and we're telling you well, about weren't. the market. About the, it's like a little bit like when I moan and complain about YouTube and say, oh, you know, algorithm's screwing me or whatever. And then people come and say, well, yeah, but your videos are shit. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or they come in and say, oh, you've got to title this, you've got to put this thumbnail. Yeah. And look, I, I come at it from like, I appreciate you're just kind of trying to give your perspective or you're probably trying to help. But actually, I don't let you sit there and go, well, mate, I think you're shit being a postman because you just keep dropping, yeah. you know. It, yes, it depends. I, as I say, I do think sometimes you're overly defensive. Maybe, but there is nothing, I'm not being big-headed, but please, there is nothing that social media can tell me about my job, okay? that That is it. And that's not the defensive thing, is that you, you're... I, am, I, have apps, I welcome all your comments and... We spoke about it before privately. We rarely reply for this reason because people try to go in on us. So I don't reply on comments. I know you do, but I, I, I don't. Some very occasionally I do, but in general I don't because I'm not going to, I'm not justifying myself. But without sounding rude or disrespectful, which I'm not, there is nothing you can tell me about my job from an outside person looking in because there is so many different aspects to how we value cars, how we gain information. It's our job. It's my, I do it every single day. 
it's not done through auto trader how you're looking there's lots of different aspects of how a car is valued and how a motor dealer runs and you can't tell me otherwise because it's my job and I'd like to think I'm fairly successful in what I do I've fairly knowledgeable in what I do it doesn't upset me but it just like why are you even commenting and telling me stuff like that it winds you up doesn't wind me up because I find that's what I love because there are two things that I'll say firstly I do think 99% of the time any comments any questions any feedback is not only sort of innocent but it's it's a different perspective the way that I view it is when someone makes a comment to me on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter, which sometimes comes across a bit preachy or telling me how to be a better YouTuber or how to change things. Mm. I look at it like, you know, they're, they're trying to start a conversation, provide a different perspective, which maybe I haven't previously seen because, you know, you can be set in your ways and sometimes, okay, fair enough. You know, maybe I could have done a better thumbnail. Maybe I could have changed this. But, yeah. but also they're just trying to be part of the conversation. They don't always understand it. So, you know, as I say, I might make a point that they come in with a with a view or an angle and without them having the knowledge, they believe that to be true. And I'm like, fair enough, thanks. Thanks for the feedback. Whereas well, your, your immediate reaction is, shut up. Well, not quite. I mean, not I try quite. to educate people and there's, you know, we spoke about it many times on this podcast and I'm very open with how the, I can't tell you everything, obviously, because why should I? But I'm fairly open with how the motor trade works and, like, please don't teach me how to suck eggs. You know what no, I mean? That, like that—that that is fair enough. But I think at the same time, uh, it's about the biggest problem with social media and digital media is you cannot interpret a tone of voice, correct? Uh, and you cannot understand someone's phrasing and phraseology. And so, I. I always try and think about that when I'm reading someone's comments or when I'm responding. Mm. And so, as you will know, as loyal behind the glass <laughs> listeners, Tony is blunt <laughs> yeah. and to the point. And it's what I think we all love about him. And there's, there's absolutely no gray area with Tony. He says it like it is in his view, in his opinion, as I know, and a lot of you know, Sometimes he's wrong. But, but, <laughs> very rarely. <laughs> but at least he's true to himself. But therefore, on social media, that can come across, I think, sometimes yeah, as, as, as different ways. So I'm not defending anyone in this situation. I don't want you to change, Tony. You are who you are. I applaud you for it. I think our audience love you for it. Um, but at the same time, that poor individual who was trying to have a, an interesting, probably an interesting conversation with you about the industry and the way in the market, probably got his head bit off. Maybe he was being a bit preachy to someone who does this for a living. Fine. But my advice as someone who's in social media, next time, just go, good point. Thanks, mate. No, no. Next just, time, just, I'm just not going to engage. Okay, because, because every time I do engage online, there's an argument. Yeah. In, in, in it, the, the times that I engage online, if it's Instagram or Twitter or... You have a fight. I have a fight. Yeah. So the, the, it's why I don't engage. I don't reply to any DMs mm. unless, unless I know someone. I don't even look at my DMs mm. anymore because it is a fight. Do you know what I mean? And I can't be, I'm not interested. And do you know what as well? And it's not, this is not just social media. This is the general public and, and in general, everyone thinks they're a motor dealer. <laughs> everyone thinks they can do my job. Sure. And no problem. If that's what you think, 
fair play. Go and get yourself some money. Good luck with that, by the way, because that's not as easy as it sounds. And off you go. Don't preach to me and try and tell me how to do something that I do for a living. I know nothing about computers. I'm not going into an IT office and say, why are you doing it like that? Don't do it like that. I think you should do it like that. And then not have any substance to back it up. That's what I'm saying. Like, stop it. (laughs) You can't tell me anything, so that's that. (laughs) End of. (laughs) Finished. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, there has been a few other uh, new car reveals uh, over the last weeks or so. I'm just scamming through. We had the convertible version of the MC20, which they gave like a oh. they gave like a special name to it. I like the look of that car. Do you? Yeah. And and I saw people compare like trying to compare it to like a full GT. No, I think you saw Shami Autopap do this. No, it, it wasn't him. I think someone went in on him. Ah, okay, go on. And and said like, why would you? Why would you spend all that money on a full GT? Just get one of them. And and he quite rightly said, um, that um, well, full GT is not going to lose any money. I think his what he was saying was when they revealed the MC20 converter, which I'm trying to find the specific name of. Um, he would pick an Amira because it's a 250 grand car. Out of a Cayman. So he was saying, oh, fine. So his, po- his point being, a cheaper car and a cottage, I think is what he was saying. Yeah. And I think someone replied, and apologies to Chami and, and oh, sorry, Autopap. I don't know if you reveal your name, Chami. Anyway, he probably doesn't listen. He comes up on my feet because yeah. I think he, he follows you and Paul. Yeah, yeah, I've known him so for I years. So I see him come up every now and then. It's called the MC20. Cello. 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 Um, and yeah, so uh, someone went in saying, well, all right, mate, you bought a Ford. Like, what are you on about? You bought a Ford. Yeah, why'd you do that? Trying to be antagonistic. Fancy buying classic a Classic social media. Yeah, like, classic, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so he just came back saying, well, Ford GT, you know, it's not going to lose money. Like, it's a completely different thing. And the MC20 history will, has mm. proven that Maseratis lose a ton of value and blah, blah, blah. Mm. So, anyway, MC20, Cielo, Cielo, Cielo. It can't be Cielo. It's Italian. It's got to be Cielo, I guess. A good-looking car, that car still does nothing for me. Have you driven one? Yeah, I drove up at Alexander's Prestige. So what happened? It's just a bit of a blah, just a bit of a... Is it? It's got the same brake pedal as a a McLaren. So nothing, 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 everything. No, no, I wouldn't like it then. It's unbelievably fast and quite skittish in its race mode. So a bit like an Alfa Giulia GTA, uh, an Alfa Giulia Quattrofolio. You've got to go into race to turn everything off. There's no dialing back. It's, you know. Crash. Yes. <laughs> but if you're not in race, bit dead. Right. The sound, I'm sorry, is appalling. The sound is crap. I don't care what people say. Oh, it's, no, but it's crap. If you can make, <laughs> there's plenty of, if, if, a, if a V6 296 GTB hybrid can sound as good as they've made that car sound, there's no excuse. It no. sounds crap. Maserati aren't Ferrari though, to be fair. No, it was actually they want to be. And then practicality is Awful. You've got a tiny boot in the rear that gets cooked by the engine. Why do they do that now, mate? Put these tiny boots in these sports and GT cars. We're seeing it more and more. More and more. And like, you've got cars like Ferraris, like McLarens, like Porsches that can fit tons of stuff in. Well, I was thinking Ferrari that can't fit tons of stuff in. The SF90. Oh yeah, SF90 is worse for for sure. But most, like, comparison to MC20 is what, 296 GTB? STO. Lamborghini. Yeah, I didn't specifically didn't mention Lamborghini. Oh, really? <laughs> because they are awful. But 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 McLaren, Ferrari, and Porsche yeah. usually have very good practicality. Do, yeah. um, this car doesn't. But 
maybe putting the roof down will let in a bit of emotion, but I don't think it will, because even when we filmed that car from the outside, it sounded dead, and I think it felt a little plastic. It's a lot of money. It's a ton of money, mate. Just buy, just, if you want some consumer advice, I don't think you should give the money they are, actually, because there's quite a lot of them. Just go and buy a Turbo S cab. Yeah, it's a great car. Or what they're recommending here, 720S Spider. Do we think we're ever going to see another car from McLaren ever again? Well, the Artura is here, isn't it? <laughs> I saw it going around last weekend. They were, they were doing twat laps around uh, Spain. The, oh, really? Yeah. No, the, the, oh, sorry. No, okay. Yeah, the, the prototype versions. There's one in Monaco at the minute. I think there's like five prototype cars that seem to be knocking around. There's one in Richmond always doing laps. Is there? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, where's, I mean, when did the Is that 18 months late, that When Carl? did the 720S come out? Uh, 2018. Uh, I mean, they launch it late sixteen. Yeah, I mean, where what is going? And on? then, and then the six hundred LT was the last of the baby one, which the Artura was supposed to, and that was two years ago. So what's happened? I don't know. McLaren, I know what's happened. McLaren, hello, anybody there? And they're waiting to be sold, aren't they? Yep. Um, oh yeah, P- Pro Drive. Oh, see, un- unveiled this P twenty five thing. They're bringing back the classic Subaru Impreza. Are they? So it's like a kind of resto mod thing. The two door Impreza, like a P one type, you know. Uh, 22B styled thing. It's going to be much? launched at Goodwood. This is what we don't know. It's oh, going to be no. stupid. It'll be 400 grand or something like that. I think they're making 25 of them. It's got 400 horsepower. It's, yeah, 22B styled body, pro drive engineered. Beautiful. Sign up now if you've got interest revealed at Goodwood. It'll be amazing. It'll be the dream pro drive if you're watching, if you're listening. Please call me up. I'd love to have a go. And me um, on a rally stage. A bit of kit. Really? You'd like to go off road? I would. I would love to do a rally stage in a rally car. Really? Honestly, like it, I, it, uh, like a full-on dream of mine, go and drive a rally car flat out on, a, on some gravel. I can make that happen for you. Really? Yeah. Mate, I would absolutely love to go flat out through a woods at so fucking two, 120 miles. Okay, so two things. So I can, I, we can either go and have <laughs> absolutely the best day of our lives in Citroen C2 rally cars. You, you're you giving me that look. It's the best <laughs> day you've ever had. It's in a field in the Cotswolds. Crash. It, mate, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's yeah. the most fun I've ever had in my entire life. They teach you how to rally, basically. Um, or I could genuinely get, if you want to, I know three or four people that, that ask me daily to go and do that, to go off like proper rally stage. Yeah, I want to go and do that. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, are you joking? Do you think you'd know what to do? Yeah, Mate, it's completely different to tarmac driving. I know it is, but but I'll pick it up, mate. I just, you would pick it up. I'll yeah, just it go flat out. That's not necessarily the right tactic, but yes, okay. It is. Let's see if we can try and make that happen. That'd be super cool. Add, add it to our list of things. What? For, what? Uh, j- jumping a ramp, going up a ramp, and being up in the air at eighty mile an hour? Are you joking? It's brilliant. The, I know that's fine, but I'm talking about corners, mate. You got to go around corners at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spit the old Scandinavian and give it the old. You're gone. Straight on the power. Out you go. All right. Tree. Let's see how that works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Golf R 20 year edition, the most powerful golf ever created. Let's snore. see how much power. I snore, but for some reason, because I'm a douchebag, I was like, oh, that was cool. Because <laughs> you know me, I'm like, oh, fantastic. It's, it's got fi- blue wheels. It's 50 grand, probably. Oh, I'm sure. It's yeah. all to celebrate the R32. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, it's basically an RS3, that'll be. Yeah, okay, basically an RS3. Yeah. Yeah. 22 horsepower, more powerful. I like it. <laughs> um, there was uh, M3, M4 limited Yarda edition models, which I mean, 
with the CSL God knows what that's all about. Um, and there was something else which launched quickly. Well, they've got to do something BMW because normally what they do BMW is that they'll they'll launch the entry M4, which they haven't done this time, and then there'll be a competition a year or 18 months later. But mm. now they've gone straight competition. Yeah. So they've got to do something. But there is, in Europe, you can get the non-competition, can't you? No idea. In the US. Yeah, no I idea. think it's only in the UK we're getting competition only. Because that's who everyone bought, buys. Uh, remember we talked about the Ranger Raptor and the new looks that were F-150 style. It's getting the big V6. 57 grand. I would like... Do you know what I would like to do? Go on. And I would genuinely do it. And I, need, I am going to do it one day. I'm going to go to America. I'm going to buy one of them Raptors in bangers. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to drive it across America. And I'm going to sell it and then come back. Yep. It's a great Because you wouldn't lose loads of money. You wouldn't. US market's strong as well. And those trucks everyone loves. I think actually- Love them. You know what you're better to do? You're better to buy one, which has already got 5,000 miles That's on the it. clock, and then, and then put another 5,000 on and sell it. Yeah, you, you'd be fine. I actually think you'd be fine. And I've looked at doing this trip many, many times. I actually, for me, having done uh, Drive the World, it's all about the West Coast. Sorry, East Coast people and South. And Anyway, for me, it's like Texas, Utah, Kansas, like left. <laughs> Perfect. The the rest of it for driving. Oh my god! By the way, Tale of the Dragon fans. Oh yeah, they went in on you. Oh, they oh. went in on me. It's did your turn this did week. Did I not predict that? <laughs> did I not? It's the greatest road. You can't blink. Yeah. You it's so intense. It's got 122 corners, man. You can't blink. So apart from Tale of the Dragon fans who are now saying, "Oh my god, it's so much better than the West Coast," I would. I want to go. I want to go into San Diego buy something, drive all the way up to Vancouver, across through Wyoming, down through Kansas, into Utah, and then sell the car. Sell it back. Won't lose loads of money. Five, cost you 5,000 quid. Perfect. We make too much money to be having this. <laughs> we're just going to go buy a car. <laughs> what? We're decades. We're out of touch. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, there was one more car that I wanted to talk about. Um, there's, By the way, there's a big topic that's happened in the car world, which we're saving for our first live show. Lots of you have been commenting it. I'm not even going to talk about it right now. I don't know about this. Uh, you do, but you've oh. just forgotten. Anyway, if you're coming, you go, why haven't you talked about this? We're saving one very big topic for the live show. Um, I think that's it. After I've spent half hour going in on you all about your cars. Yes. Because that's coming. A couple I of weeks so look forward to it. Yeah. And actually, it was well received last week, that podcast about the Rate My Ride thing. And... We do all say in jest, it is, a, it is just a bit of a laugh and it's so nice that the people that submitted their cars, they love, completely love it. get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah of yeah. course. Which of course. is so good. Like some people that don't submit their cars, they go, how can you say that about this? But it is just a joke and it's a bit of a reaction from me. And although I am telling the truth, like I completely respect these people's cars and the people that own them. Every one man's junk is another man's treasure. It's just my personal reaction. Of you know, course, just, this is why it's so much fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. And but I'm glad people get it. I'm glad people understand that we're having, I'm not we're being fun. rude. Yeah, yeah. No, of course, yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. I think that's the whole point of it. And yeah. uh, Mr. Spiker Double Twelve has said yes. He's in driver's car. Oh, that's good. His, his note was, "P.S. It is a bit of a handful." <laughs> so is it? I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be mega. I don't know what we're going to do. That. Probably later in the summer. Go on the track. So you can't, you can't bin I it. I don't think I know. I don't, it bores me the track. Yeah, but at least, you, at least if you, I go, think you can bin it on the track easily. I think you can bin it on the track more. You can bin it on the road. Go to Bedford Auto Drive. You can't hit nothing there. 
It's just an airfield. I'll be all right. Uh, Anyway, that brings an end to today's episode. I'm quite amazed that I personally got through it. I need to go lie down and think, I have a bit of rest, but I can't because I've got stuff to do. Uh, (laughs) And then, yes, I'm off to Canada tomorrow. Um, Those of you, well, if you're listening to this episode and you're in Canada, it only applies if you're in Calgary because by this point I would have already been through Vancouver and heading through Banff and things like that. But I'll be uh, headed to Calgary at the weekend. So drop me a note if you're in and around the Calgary area. Uh, And then I'll be back for a few days before our live show and then yes Tony and I are off to do the when's our first Mila. live show not next weekend the weekend after two oh. weeks it's the day before we leave for Mila Mila or the day before I leave for Mila Mila the week before right so we'll, that'll be amazing here here yeah here. Here. The oh and actually oh I will probably get into this more next week these are going to be some of the last episodes done here I'm, I'm moving out we're going oh yeah STGHQ is it's packing up shop for a little bit. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think this will be some of the last episodes. Uh, now the world's opened up. I'm here a lot less than I was. Uh, this entire space, if you don't know about Duke of London space, is sort of up for redevelopment. And it doesn't necessarily suit my needs right now. Uh, we're going to be hopefully moving to something smaller, temporary. I do still want a permanent home for this podcast. Yeah, I would still love something similar to this unit with cars and a place we can set up a studio maybe somewhere we can host people if you're out there and you're a landlord and you have i don't know what something that might sound applicable get in touch we'd like to buy something yeah i mean you know i think there's there's room for a behind the glass home yeah for sure so definitely get in touch but yeah you might be noticing the the background of this uh, podcast change a bit over the next sort of weeks or months whilst we figure ourselves out but um yeah i dropped that bombshell at the end we'll talk about it more next week for now to get another coffee in, <laughs> crack on with my day. So uh, if you want to follow Tony, he's at Tony Gravelwood Car Sales on most social media platforms. I'm at Seen Through Glass on most social media platforms and we'll be back with you for another episode next week. Bye-bye. See ya. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.